Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me. And what I'm trying not to do at the moment is look to my left. Because I'm just starting a walk and I'm about four miles from home and that is one big black cloud on the left. So I've no idea what state I'm going to be in by the time I get back. But we'll go with it and see what happens. A uh, bit of a fun packed week this week, which we will get going with after a bit of that twangy guitar. <laughs> Just as a quick aside before we start, uh, a prelude if you like, um, we've talked in the past about Castle Hill and I can see Castle Hill in the distance on the left hand side which is where the deep dark black clouds are and it has that portent of doom look about it, a single tower on the top of a hill a long way away against a literally pitch black sky. And if you've ever spent any time in Whitby, there's, there's a certain type of sky and a certain type of look when you, when you look up to the, I can never know, if, I'm assuming it's the Abbey at Whitby, I can never remember if it's an Abbey or not, but the, the, you know, the, the Gothic building on the top of the hill in that kind of half light, there's a bit of a, an echo of that. Anyway, and it's probably actually talk, talks a little bit to what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with, because obviously I'm going to go back to Monday and start with the debate in the Commons and the Privilege Committee reporting to Boris Johnson. And the only thing I really want to... I mean, it was, an, it was a debate that was supposed to last an hour and a half and ended up lasting about three hours, and everybody wanted to... Everybody who has had a problem with Mr Johnson over the years and believes that what's come out in the report is exactly true and not before time, wanted to get in and, and say so. There was very little in the way of defence of Mr Johnson and to be honest the bits of defence that came up just sounded absolutely bonkers. Uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg um, you know got uh, got his arse handed to him quite royally by Harriet Harman because of ridiculous points of of detail. Bill Cash just continues to look and sound like an absolute nutter and, and I haven't got a clue where Andrew Bridging was going but the thing that was superb and if you get a chance to watch it back, Theresa May's intervention. I've become quite a fan of Theresa May. I, I think probably because I know she's never going to be Prime Minister again and and she isn't Prime Minister now. So, But I think the way she's handled herself since she left office has been incredible. And her work on the backbenches has been really, really impressive. And her speech, every single word, was absolutely beautifully, beautifully delivered. Absolutely beautifully delivered. And if, if, if nothing else, I think the debate, I mean, look, I accept the argument, or not accept the argument, but I see the argument about it being a pointless exercise, but what she said may be part of a healing process that means that we don't find ourselves in this situation again. So if I can find it, I'll, I'll get her intervention and just, and just pop the clip up because it really is very, very good. Outside of that, it was very heartfelt, very, very heartfelt in places. Um, and nothing in there that I don't think a lot of us will necessarily disagree with and maybe to a certain extent quite a cathartic experience but we'll see, we'll see what happens next because in reality what we needed was a lot more Tory heavyweights there accepting the reckoning 
rather than swanning around at a Conservative home drinks party, which is what I believe they were doing. Tuesday. Reports come out this week um, with regard to voter fraud and with regard to the results from the experiment at the limited local elections back in May and the number of people who were a recorded as being turned away from um, poll booths, polling booths across the country and then a speculation which we'll never know as to the number of people who never made it that far simply because as part of the process um, a lot of councils put these greeters on which were people who were at the door of polling booths basically checking that you had um, the correct ID to allow you to vote and if you didn't have the ID they pointed it out to you there and then and effectively sent you away to get the ID uh, but what we do know in a lot of instances people didn't come back either because they didn't have the ID or because they, 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 they'd gone at the end of a work shift or they'd gone as part of their day because that's where the polling booth was and they hadn't wanted to go out and make another, another trip. And those figures weren't recorded because the only point where it was recorded that somebody was denied the right to vote was essentially uh, within the polling station itself rather than actually at the door which is ultimately what we're, what we're talking about here. So that number could have been two, three, four times higher. We don't know. Not every council did it. So in, in that respect, it's, we, we can't be 100% sure. But the fact of the matter is, the, the introduction of ID checks, which obviously are there to, 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 to stop voter fraud, and, and came about on the back of half a dozen instances over a number of years of potential voter fraud and very few were actually proved this time round in a limited set of elections kept in excess probably of i don't know 50,000 people away which is scandalous wednesday I wish you could see the steps I'm about to walk down. This is a truly magical little, almost hidden stairway that I'm, I'm going down as I climb down into Home Firth. It is quite incredible and very, very overgrown. In fact, it does make me wonder why I'm wearing shorts going down this particular path, but we'll deal with that as we come to it. Um, I think probably there's been some very special things going on this week, but the one thing that's made me smile as much as anything um, was to do with Sunday. So I'm going to go to the cricket on Sunday. I'm going to go to watch uh, Yorkshire at Headingley on Sunday play a county championship game against uh, Gloucestershire. And I'm going to go with my dad. And it's, it's, it's a little birthday treat for him because it's been his birthday this week. And we were looking for something to do. And we went to Scarborough last year. And I don't know if the Scarborough is going to work this year. So we're going to, we're going to do Headingley this time around. And I went on to book the tickets today, and as part of booking the, the tickets, you have to go through a process of, of registering an account at Yorkshire Cricket Club, which was a little bit onerous. And probably, probably a little bit OTT, if I'm being perfectly honest. But once I'd done the first bits, and I'd done the address bits, I then went to personal details, and it asked me for my preferred title. And it gave you that drop-down list of titles. And I think it's, a, oh, it's so beautifully British. Um, the, the list of titles, the list of options that you had for Yorkshire Cricket Club not only included some of the things they included, but also started the way they started. So I'm going to give you a few seconds just to grab a piece of paper 
and, and grab a pen. And I'm going to let you have two guesses at what the first title was in the list for Yorkshire Cricket Club in terms of the, the personal details that you would choose. So along the lines of Mr, Mrs, Doctor, that kind of thing. So I'm going to give you two, two seconds um, to grab a piece of paper pen and have a think about, and you can have two guesses. Right, in fact, I'll give you, from, I'll give you a count now of ten. Right, sorted. You got a couple of guesses? Right, okay. And you can have a point. I'm not going to grade it. It's not your first guess, your second guess. You can have it if you get it. If you get it right, it doesn't matter which one he guesses, you can have it. Right, okay. So the first in the list of drop-down options, yeah, Yorkshire Cricket Club, terms of title, Reverend. And I think that's beautiful. I think the fact that they think their core demographic is such that the first option for the vast majority of people joining will be Reverend is superb. It includes Lord, it includes Sir, it includes Captain, it includes Major, and it includes Baron. And I just think that is absolutely beautiful. So, whoever you are, whoever you are, it's almost like you need to join Yorkshire Cricket Club. I mean, there's so many reasons to join Yorkshire Cricket Club, let's be honest. But just to see that list of options is worthy of, 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 of five minutes on the internet itself. Thursday. I want to introduce you to a man called Ned Kay, and I met Ned Kay for the first time yesterday. And Ned Kay was playing at the keyboard in an Italian restaurant, uh, which also, I mean, before we start, has over tons of Billy Joe about it. And um, we, we went for a meal because it was Josh's 16th birthday and um, grandparents were over and we went out to this Italian which is a really fun restaurant the pasta's great and it's just uh, it's, the atmosphere is fantastic and they're uh, exuberant and they're uh, exactly what you would expect a stereotypical Italian to be with a bunch of very stereotypical Italian waiters and but it was lovely really really nice and um, Ned was in the corner with a couple of keyboards tinkering away doing bits of background schlock and what have you and also taking part in every single time we had a birthday and we had to do the happy birthday thing and what have you because it's a place that a lot of people go to for those kind of celebratory events but I got chatting to Ned uh, because at one point he'd tried to he'd, he'd, he was he'd Jack had gone, Jack had gone past to, get to, to go to the bathroom and he had a little chat with Jack and Jack was a little bit because he was quite exuberant he was a little bit caught off guard and um and I was just chatting to him, saying he's, you know, he's a little bit shy, and and, and he's not he's not particularly uh, extroverted in that way, and what have you. And anyway, when he came back, he got Jack playing the piano, um, and he did a fantastic job. Uh, he did um, the uh, "You've Got a Friend in Me" from Toy Story with him, and taught him a few of the 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 um, the, the, the the hand parts on that. And it was really really nice. Uh, watching the two of them interact and so I went to have a chat with him and when we were talking it became evident that he'd played on he played lots of stadium played lots of you know lots of arenas he played lots of cruise ships and done a lot of work as a as a sort of a jobbing musician but he was just a really interesting uh, lovely man who had such a fantastic way about him 
in terms of interacting particularly well with everybody but particularly interacting with um, with kids and he's offered to give if, if Jack's ever in the vicinity uh, on a Saturday afternoon if he's if he's there um, Jack's more than welcome to go down for half an hour before the open and have a piano lesson or a keyboard lesson which I thought was fantastic so I just wanted a bit of a shout out to 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 Ned really because he was just he was just he made the evening. We had a very pleasant evening anyway, and and it's a great. It's, it's called Grappolo's a restaurant, and it's a great restaurant. It's it's not somewhere you go for a candlelit, romantic, quiet, refined evening, but if you want, you know, good food and, and a bit of a bit of atmosphere, then it's it's a, it's a, absolutely a, a, a great choice. And Ned was an absolute star. <laughs> I'm hoping that this, all these recordings are going to work because there is quite a lot of, quite a lot of a breeze, um, and I'm now walking down the side of a, a hill at the parking home Firth, and again I can hear the breeze in my ears, so I know it's going to come over really loud on the microphone. But I'm hoping that we manage to get away with it, and actually what we've captured this week is is, is something that can actually go into the podcast because it is nice to do this out and about rather than do it. Um, you know, back home in a, in a quiet room somewhere. Um, I want to finish with the end of a 16-year journey. And that was because it was Josh's birthday yesterday. And I may have mentioned this before, but I, um, I wanted, I, with, with both of the boys, I wanted to, them to have... If you, I had an idea that if I could have picked anything to have to own in my life I would have liked to have owned a guitar from the year I was born so um, what I did for both boys when they were born was I sourced them both a, a guitar sourced, sourced them both a guitar so they would have a guitar that was from the year of their from the year of their birth and um, it, the idea was that they would be given to the boys on their 16th birthday and obviously that day came yesterday and it was particularly poignant for a couple of reasons. One, because Josh hadn't, just hadn't, did not know how to react, didn't know what to say. He was fairly overwhelmed by it as a, as a, as a thing because, you know, we'd sorted out birthday presents and the things he'd wanted and the typical list of things that a 16-year-old boy would want, we'd, you know, we'd, we'd done that. But, but this came as a, an extra surprise. But it was also poignant because both guitars... Um, were were sourced with help from um, my friend Dan, uh, who used to work for Fender, who sadly passed away, passed away through the the time I've been doing this podcast. And so it was just that moment to not only think about Dan, but also to tell Josh a little bit about Dan and Dan's role in sourcing that particular guitar for him all all those years ago. And I think Josh was probably about maybe three or four months old when we actually finally managed to get the one that we were going to settle on because we were looking around a bit for options. And, um, and, and yes, it, was just, it just got me thinking about Dan, as you'd expect. And, but it was nice to be able to share that story with, with Josh. And it's such a shame that Josh would never get, will never get a chance to meet Dan because Dan would have had the same impression on Josh that he had on everybody who met him but it was a nice moment to stop and think about 
uh, think about uh, Dan and, and you know and, and and something he'd contributed to. And of course, it's going to happen again because he helped me get the guitar for Jack as well. So when we get round to that point in time, um, I'll, it'll be something nice to look back on as well. Um, consequently, Josh has spent the afternoon uh, learning chords. Uh, I don't know how many of them we can play, but we have a knowledge of them now because he's been telling me all about it. Um, and I mean, I started playing guitar when I was 15, so similar sort of time. Uh, in fact, I might even have been 16 actually. So we'll, it, it, it's a bit of a full circle thing. We'll see how it we'll see how it pans out. But nice to be able to sort that one out and, and, and do that one, which obviously, as you can imagine, means a lot to me as well. Um, and I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. I'm just about to do the road bit of the walk, so the noise is going to really increase. You can probably hear the traffic be behind me. I apologise if there is wind noise on this, but I'm going to go with it and see, see how, we, how we end up. I hope you've had a good week. I hope you're, you're well. There's so many things I could have talked about this week, but I just thought I'd go with, I thought I'd go with what I went with. Um, and I'm still smiling about the Yorkshire Cricket Club thing. That's absolutely fantastic. Anyway, take care, stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. If you've enjoyed Therapy for Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.